Hi, I'm Phil Routley, founder and head coach of Soul Impact. Welcome to 5 Minutes with Phil as we continue our series on Timothy, my son, with 1 Timothy chapter 5, verses 3 and 4, which reads, Give proper recognition to those widows who are really in need. But if a widow has children or grandchildren, these should learn, first of all, to put their religion into practice by caring for their own family and so repaying their parents and grandparents, for this is pleasing to God. So, what's the need? In these verses, Paul begins with a blanket statement, give proper recognition to those widows who are really in need. If there really is a need, do something about it. Don't ignore it and hope it gets goes away. Find a solution, Timothy, just like they did in Acts 6, and do it without compromising their dignity. And then you deal with who are really in need, something like a means test. Do they really need assistance? And who should that assistance come from? Throughout many years of dealing with people in need, the principle I always used was to err on the side of generosity. Sure, you will get ripped off sometimes, but if you're afraid of being taken advantage of occasionally, you could end up never helping anybody. And besides, if they're taking something they're not entitled to, that's on them. In this case, Paul's saying to find out about the family of the widow. Do they have children or grandchildren who could and should be caring for her? If so, and they're ignoring her need, it's time for some teaching. If it's a family of believers, they should be carrying out their obligation to care for her. Salvation is not by works. Supporting grandma won't get anybody into heaven, but works demonstrate our faith and the grace we've received from God. As James says, what good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it's not accompanied by action, is dead. James 2, 14 to 17. There's an interesting passage in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 15, where Jesus is, once again, confronted by the Pharisees. When they approach Jesus, it's to complain because his followers aren't keeping the tradition of the elders because they don't wash their hands before they eat. Jesus replies that they, the Pharisees, don't obey the commands of God. So which is the greater problem, ignoring the elders or the Lord? The example Jesus uses is an interesting one. He says the Pharisees aren't honoring their parents, and the penalty according to the law is supposed to be death. They're diligent in walking their hands, but not in keeping the law of applying the penalty for breaking this law. It's not that Jesus is advocating for the death penalty, but he is saying that they need to take honoring mom and dad seriously. Jesus then gives evidence of neglecting their parents. You say that if anyone declares that what might have been used to help their father or mother is, quote, devoted to God, unquote, they are not to honor their father or mother with it. Here's what was happening. Let's say your parents are in need and you have the resources to meet that need, but you don't want to share your resources. 
All you have to do is approach the leaders of the synagogue and declare, I'm going to devote my resources to God. When I die, I want the synagogue to inherit my wealth. And the religious leaders say, okay, you don't have to support your family because you're going to someday support the synagogue. It's obvious why the leaders would allow this and even encourage it. They benefit directly and indirectly. It's called korban, the offering, whether given now or committed as a future gift. And Jesus says it's more important to obey the Lord than these religious leaders who are only looking out for themselves. Obeying the Lord is more important than your personal comfort and financial stability. Honor your mother and father because he said so. Quote, But if a widow has children or grandchildren, these should learn, first of all, to put their religion into practice by caring for their own family and so repaying their parents and grandparents, for this is pleasing to God, unquote. So, children and grandchildren, you have an obligation to care for your own family, both up and down lineage. But of course, in this context, the focus is on the previous generations who have set the course, paid the price, and provided for you. You owe them. But what if they didn't? What if your parents and grandparents were lousy at their roles? What if they aren't worthy of honor? Do you want to put a smile on God's face? Do you want to please him? Honor your father and your mother. Honor your father and your mother, it says, so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you, Exodus 20, uh, 12. Put a smile on God's face and reap the long-term benefits that come from teaching generosity to your kids and grandkids. You may need it in the future. And then Paul drives this principle home a couple of verses later. Anyone who does not provide for their relatives and especially for their own household, has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Put your faith into practice. Honor your parents and your grandparents. Do what pleases God. Live a fruitful life. See you next time on Timothy, my son.